Action brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, it has been a busy week. We taped on Tuesday morning, uh, so we are just two days later. We're back to Thursday afternoon taping this. And Matt, I want to wish you a happy Cinco de Mayo. Yep, Cinco de Mayo. Um, in my 40s, Derek, I, I used to go to Cinco de Mayo yep. uh, festivities at different restaurants here in Hernando, and um, now asleep uh, by nine so well sleep by nine also it, it shouldn't be i mean it should be crowded everywhere however you have what five or six different oh, yeah, they spread it around you could choose you could choose from please keep it in hernando though i know there's some new places up in south haven that are mexican a couple of new mexican places open one on get well and one over there by malone but uh, we would prefer you keep your money uh, here in hernando so please uh, go to if that's something that you do if you're under 40 years old or in your 60s and still kicking please go out there and enjoy the, uh, the the mexican festivities it is cinco de mayo so just want to wish everybody uh when you're listening to tomorrow hopefully you're not having uh, too bad of a recovery from cinco de mayo and uh so many people get on hernando happenings or get on facebook and complain about the number of mexican restaurants that are in hernando and uh, we say this on the show probably twice a month free country do whatever you want to do start your own restaurant if that's what you want to do if we have any mexican restaurants that are listening to the UT podcast and would like to advertise please email us at under the water tower info at gmail.com that's under the water tower info at gmail.com for uh, any advertising opportunities we'd love to uh, definitely visit with you uh we may barter Derek, we might would barter with a Mexican restaurant. I would barter. I would barter. <laughs> I, I don't mind that. Uh, we could we could barter a drink. We can barter food. Yeah, but just I, I'm, just I'm an idea. I'm up for it. You and I probably definitely would order very different things. Yes. Uh, I would get the fajitas and eat everything. You get the fajitas and just eat the meat. That's basically probably what we're looking at. Or a good a good fish taco. Love yeah, a, love exactly. Fish taco. Something love like that. So if you're celebrating the uh, Cinco de Mayo parties or celebrating Cinco de Mayo, be safe out there as you listen to our Friday show. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in and hope you had a wonderful night you know, celebrating. And if you're looking to celebrate Celebrate this summer with a new home or selling your home, you need to reach out to the top producing real estate team in DeSoto County, our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. No one does it better in DeSoto County. No one possesses the analytics. No one possesses the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience more than Brian Couch and Terry Thomas with Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They're the number one team for over a decade in DeSoto County. Whether you are buying or selling, selling, call Team Couch. They are ranked as a top team in Mississippi. They were recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. They are the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club in Northwest Mississippi. Not every real estate group can be a part of that, and they are the top producing team in that group. Currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your home, your neighborhood, houses on your street, how fast things are closing, how long things are staying on the market. Brian and Terry, nobody's going to know more than they will when it comes to DeSoto County real estate. Call them at 662-449-1700. Call Brian Sell phone 901-461-7653 that's 461 sold s-o-l-d you can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com again that's teamcouch.com anywhere throughout the mid-south simply go to teamcouch.com put in the filters and they can show you all the houses you might be interested in brian and terry no one better in desoto county by far give them a call today if you are buying or selling in the mid-south remember every home needs a couch
As we talked about on Tuesday, Derek, we have returned to our original studios, and that's going to be the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios. Again, Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken right here in Hernando, the only car rental place in Hernando. Derek, we sent out 14 quotes yesterday for vans in the summer. Wow. It's that time of year traveling everywhere. We have 10, 12, and 15 passenger vans to help you with your summer travel. We also have mid-sized cars, full-size cars for any insurance claims, body shop issues you might have. Don't go to South Haven. Don't go to the airport, of course. Let us help you right here under the water tower, mobile car and van rental. Give us a call today, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555 for any car rental needs. Thank you, Mobile Car Rental, for being our new studio sponsor. The Alderman meeting from this past Tuesday took place. The first and third Tuesday of every month is going to be the Alderman meeting right here in the city of Fernando. Derek, tell us about a very short meeting. Not a lot of meat to this bone coming up. Uh, Give us the Alderman review from this past Tuesday. Well, Matt, this is the one time I did not jinx saying it would be a short meeting. It was a short meeting, right at 39 minutes long. Uh, but there was, uh, not, as you said, not too much going on, but there were a couple of, of key things that we kind of want to make sure everybody knows about. Uh, the first one, there was one planning commission item that had been tabled from the last Auburn meeting. This was the one, uh, the two-acre lot right there next to Muddy's. Uh, when you say next to, you mean behind Muddy's. Muddy's Cafe, Muddy's, Big Muddy's Coffee is what you're talking about. Right. Right, behind it, not next to it, the little small one. Well, no, right, behind, yes, I'm the, sorry, behind. right behind it, not the one that has the ball field on it, the other one, or the old ball field, there's one right next to that. But uh, not the one on the corner of Mackinville, and that's right, not it. Right, lot one, two acres, Yes. north side of Creekside Boulevard, east of Mackinville Road, north of East Commerce, so right there. They originally, I think within two weeks ago when they brought it, they said, hey, we want to divide this up into two lots. Uh, or get two lots platted. They decided just to plat one of the two lots, and so that's what it was. That why that's why that was tabled. So they did plat. That was for tax purposes. So they went ahead and platted one of those two lots. Got the final plat approval. Again, it's one lot, two acres. No, but, but really no, no plans comments. from a building standpoint. Okay. N- not, nothing. Nothing discussed. Uh, <laughs> nothing to bring night. up here. No, but just one election. It has been done. So expect something to probably be announced soon. Uh, the next, there was a couple of small things. Um, Ann Lunsford, if you, you know what Precious and Pink is, man. Of course, yes. Of course, we know what it is. Our church supports it. Uh, she did a wonderful presentation where she just kind of introduced uh, who she was and what she did. So just uh, if you don't know what Precious and Pink is, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it now. Please find it. Please look it up. It is a wonderful nonprofit uh, that deals with kind of a, a – halfway house uh, for women getting out of jail so if you ever run across that and look to support that but she just did a good job talking about five or ten minutes and just really enjoy what she's doing and and appreciate that for our community and again Uh, that's called precious in pink very simple precious in pink google it look for it on facebook precious in pink you'll definitely uh, appreciate miss ann and the hard work she does for those ladies uh, she will be speaking at rotary next wednesday if you're interested come visit the rotary club and you can hear basically hopefully a very similar speech or if not a little bit longer uh, at the rotary club uh, the guy that was uh, the up for U.S. District One Congress, Matt, he did not show up, so okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Interesting. Um, next, uh, the uh, review for current year to authorize two police department personnel and to authorize to advertise the bid for the Sally Port. Now, all of this was in the budget pending where the numbers would be in April. Uh, the mayor announced that we are four hundred and forty thousand dollars over budget, above budget, so not over. Excuse me, four hundred forty thousand, uh, four hundred and forty thousand above budget in revenues uh, through April of this year, which is extremely well, um, you know, sales tax-wise. He says that we've actually collected more property tax 
than was estimated, uh, which he found kind of strange since they get the numbers from the tax assessor, which should have a pretty good feel about how much that would be. But they've actually collected more than that uh, through April. So that was a little surprising. But again, 440000 So he felt pretty good about putting this on there and asking the board to go ahead and approve those. Uh, there was some discussion as to uh, the police department personnel, there wasn't much discussion. It was more, hey, yeah, I mean, we're not going to be paying for a full year. We had already said this. It looks like the money's there. But the Sally Port got more because that's about a three or $350,000 budget line item that there was talk about pulling 120 from that since they knew they would not build the full thing this year because if they don't bid it till now obviously it won't be finished more than likely before october 1st and so that this would kind of be split between two budget years so they could borrow 120 from that to, to buy the land for the animal shelter and everybody had thought at the time yep that, that makes sense well now that it's coming up to bid a couple of the aldermen were like well you know we don't have the money there but they kept saying well we know that but it's going to be stretched between two things we still have at least one hundred eighty thousand left to at least start the project and we can spend up to 180 until october 1st and then finish it out after october 1st again there was that discussion there was also some discussion about rising prices when to when to do this and then alderman two andrew miller said hey look you know this is just a bid we're not deciding on this sure. tonight we can bid it get it back in 30 or 60 days, then we can have this discussion. Uh, so after some hemming and hawing back and forth, they went ahead and had the bid. Uh, however, okay, they went ahead and agreed to get it bidded. It, yeah, they went ahead and had a vote to put it out to bid. <laughs> right. it, it, the vote was six to one. You said six to one. Six to one. Chad Wicker was the only one to vote against it. But it had passed, so they'll put that out to bid, and they'll go ahead and, I guess, put out the you know, the announcements of that they'll be hiring two new police and start getting applications in for sure. that. Next, move so real quick before we move on. It seems like it's coming to pass what they talked about budget-wise when they did to hire the, to get up the you know increase the number of, of patrol officers on the street is coming you know two in the spring, two in the fall, that type of stuff, and that's coming. So that's good. I know a lot of people listening to the show will definitely be glad about that. That they're doing exactly what they said they were going to do from a hiring standpoint. So yeah, good, I think good they stuff. had originally hired three, but then one of them when he was supposed to start actually got hurt. <laughs> Oh, and wow. it's okay. his own kind of disability right was now. Was he running for U.S. District Congress and he didn't show up? <laughs> didn't show up. No, <laughs> and they kind of mentioned that uh, they were on disability. And so they really only have been working with two new ones. Right, sure. So this will be you know getting up to four, then hopefully that person will be back soon and, and be back up to five. But, again, look for them to add. I mean, they talked about building this up over. Right, sure. Because they did, you know, we did that whole report back in the fall yep. about how our population compared to the number of police officers is off, and they're slowly trying to do that every year to get that number up. Gotcha. Uh, next, Toby Sanford with the Golden Triangle Planning and Development District came in to present his findings for the city redistricting plan. Now, this is basically the rest of the meeting uh, that we'll, we're going to talk about. It's not too long, but I do want to make sure he gets some really good numbers. So, again, if this is something you're interested in, go to minute 28 of the YouTube. Again, minute 28, so the last 11 minutes or 10 minutes plus of the meeting is dealing with this. So, the 2020 census numbers came in, 17,138. We've announced that number before. Correct. And so that's the numbers he was working with. All right, Matt, I'm going to read over this to you. So District 1, whose older woman, is Natalie Lynch with 3,199 people. District 2, current alderman, Andrew Miller, has 3,128 people. And, Matt, that's interesting because, remember, he was the lowest district last time. Right. He's actually the next highest district this time. Wow, okay. Uh, district 3, Bruce Robinson. 2,496 people, the lowest district, which is interesting. That's the one that you and I are in. District 4, Chad Wicker, 2,700 even. District 5, Beth Ross, 
2,731 people, and District 6, Ben Piper, 2,884 people. So uh, that is how the district breaks out, adding up to 17,138 people. Now, when you what they do is they look at that, and then they take those numbers and divide it by the total. So each of those six numbers, divide it by the total, and you're going to get a percentage. So they're going to take the number of districts, six, divide it by the number of people, 17,138. So the mean, the average, is 2,856 people. That would be, if you split it up perfectly even, every district would have 2,851 people. You then take that number and you divide it into the districts. So you would take 3,199 divided by 2,856, and you're trying to see what percentage over or under the mean that district is. Well, District 1 is 12.01% over, and District 3, our district, is negative 12.61% 12.61% under. So it's under, uh, it's 12% under, the other one's 12% over. So just taking, well, actually just taking one of those, but uh, since you have one over, um, anything outside of 10%, a standard deviation of 10% means that you have to, you are by law required to redistrict. We talked all about this for <laughs> about a year, a year or so ago, more ago about when they did it. So they have to redistrict. Doesn't matter. Even if it was 10.0001, they would have to redistrict. So the guy brought, real quick, the guy brought in, what he brought in has to be redone anyway? Well, he brought in what we currently are. Currently are. Okay. Right. Got this it, got is where it. we okay. currently are based on the 2020 census. Now, again, we, I see, had, I see, we yes. had just redistricted everything. So we're, you know, like, remember last time, like one was like 70 or 80% Absolutely, out of whack. Absolutely, yes. Well, now we're closer. So the, the last redistricting yes. did well. However, with the new numbers, uh, unfortunately for us, one year later, but it should have been 10 years later. Sure. Now you have 112 over, 112 under. Now, District 2 is very close. It was like 9.93 or something, but it would have been under it would have been okay but those two put us out of whack so because of that we have to redistrict now he's saying look there's several things that can be a little easier probably right it should be and then then, this guy's got a great way to do this and that's what we're going to talk about at the end now since one or more district is 10 percent or more they have we have to redistrict now it could be very easily as saying okay we're going to sit down hey one and two you give some to three, sure. and we're good. Right, four, five, right, and because yeah. four, five, and six are all under ten percent. Correct. Yeah. So you can literally take one and two, give it to three, and we'd be done. It may be that simple. Right. We don't know. But what he's going to do is they're going to have a dedicated board meeting. The mayor is going to have one. It will not be the next meeting. It will not be during a normal alderman meeting. They're going to have a dedicated board meeting that he'll send out. Probably they'll um, in the next probably sometime in June maybe. And what they'll do is they're going to bring the guy back. He's going to have three plans for them. He'll give three different scenarios they could do, more than likely pulling from districts one and two, and then you know maybe you know, maybe a little, giving a little to three and four. We'll see how that works. But definitely three has to be built back up, and they're going to sit down. He's going to bring three plans. He's going to put those three plans up on a projector screen. All the public will be invited to come, just like a regular alderman meeting. It'll be wide open. It'll be on YouTube if you want to watch. And then they're going to sit down, and he can say, okay, what about this block of houses right here? And mm-hmm. he could say, whoop. And move it over, wow. and then they and it instantly changes it. Yeah, kept all the numbers, all the percentages, everything changed. Very cool. And then they're like, "No, I don't like that. Move it back." He'll move it back, so he can do it just like that over and over again until all the aldermen say that looks pretty good to me. So he's going to bring three plans. Now they have his email, so you know, for and I'm going to use our alderman and I hope he doesn't mind. Bruce Robinson, Bruce Robinson needs looks like about three to four hundred people. So okay, well Bruce is going to be like, well, you know. Obviously, the neighbors, they have to border. You can't skip right, over sure. and get a little patch here, patch here. It has to be congruent or continuous in some form or fashion. But Com- Common sense. 
Yeah, but you know, so Bruce said, "Yeah, I'm. I feel comfortable with that neighborhood. I, I know some people in there. I can do that, or or no, that one. You know, so they're going to have that back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and so he can give. Hey, I would take this street, this street, and just this street. But again, it will be done as a board. I have to be voted on as a board. And then they're going to try to get as close as they can to every district having the 2,856 number. Once they do that, hopefully that meeting can get them very, very close." I don't know. They didn't mention that they would actually make the motion and try to approve that meeting or basically say, okay, that's where we are. Let's sleep on it. And then we'll take it in at the next regular board meeting and then do it then. I'm not sure if they can actually approve it during a special board meeting. So anyway, that's what's going to go on. Very interesting. Loved hearing the numbers. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. And hopefully have our redistricting done nine years earlier than we did last time. Uh, maybe by the end of summer. Yeah, podcast listeners, what Derek's talking about, if you haven't listened to our show from the beginning, we talked a, a ton about redistricting because Hernando was extremely out of whack on who was representing where and so forth in their alderman seats. And so they were about a decade behind on doing the correct thing and fixing it. They did it kind of right as we started the show. That was something that was really big in the fall of 21. They uh, they started working on that. So really interesting uh, stuff. You definitely want people to be represented well in uh, city government. You want people to be represented, uh, you know, one for one, as close to as you can. That's right. Uh, definitely. One man, so one vote. That's one what, man, that's one vote. That's ex- ex- exactly right. right. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen, the mayor, all the people that had to be there on Tuesday night. Thank you so much for doing the city business. We really, really appreciate that. And just a reminder, this this meeting was recessed. It was recessed until May 9th, so next Monday at 6 p.m. in the City Hall boardroom, and they're going to continue the quote-unquote meeting, having the pennies for the parks discussion uh, for the pennies for the park project. So, again, if that's interesting to you, 6 p.m., May 9th, also it will be on YouTube. That's exactly right. They'll reconvene the meeting and go through that process, and then they'll adjourn it when everybody has had their time to speak. If you're interested in the pennies for the park project, as you listen to our voice, go out. Next week, next Monday, 6 o'clock, let your voice be heard. Don't just hide behind a keyboard and type something out or whatever. Let your voice be heard. Well, Derek, thanks for uh, watching the Alderman meeting and, and giving us an update on that. Again, I, uh, so many people stop me throughout the week and say, man, I don't even pay attention to the Alderman meeting. I just pay attention to y'all's show. So thank you for that. Continue to do a good job covering that because uh, it can be a little uh, minute sometimes, especially over two-hour meetings. But this one was shorter and a uh, really, really good thing. But Derek, something that's probably going to take on, maybe drag on a little bit, okay, before <laughs> They always do. They always do. Before we get to our first round of advertisers, I speak about graduations coming up. Graduations. Congratulations to all the seniors. Derek, you have a senior graduate from North Point. I have a Hernando High School Tiger that will be graduating. But uh, we thought we might just give the graduation dates. Maybe do that up until the time graduation happens. Give the graduation dates for these classes that we cover each and every week with sports and all the different things right here under the water tower. Let's give those graduation dates for the kids uh, in case someone wants to come out and support them. All right, so graduations start for who we cover next Saturday. Next Saturday, May 14th, the 2022 class for North Point will be graduating at Broadway Baptist Church right there on Gitwell Road. That'll be at 11 a.m. May 14th at Broadway Baptist Church. And then, Derek, for the two public schools that we cover, kicking off the DeSoto County graduations for the year will be the Hernando High School Tigers two weeks from today, Friday, May 20th, Lander Center, 7 o'clock. The Hernando Tigers will have their 2022 graduation commencement. And then Lewisburg, Hernando kicks it off. Lewisburg, on the other hand, they're going to be the last one, Thursday, May 26th. So they're oh. graduating pretty late. I guess the high school seniors get to miss more time. It's all They all wrap up pretty <laughs> they're, they're done. Exactly. They're they, long, they, they've been done. long done. So Thursday, May 26th, 2000. 
2022 at the Lander Center. You know, that's really neat. I know how that public school does, that they have a set place, a nice place, yeah. good bathrooms, good. everybody can see, the sound's going to be good, the staging and all that kind of stuff. You don't reinvent the wheel. You just kind of, all right, let's change that red to, let's change that black to red, or let's change that, you know, set blue to to maroon or whatever and so i think, I think it's pretty cool they don't, they don't do graduation on sunday but i think it's what, friday two on saturday monday tuesday wednesday yep. thursday they knock them all out you know that's you're right it's, it's very cool that they have that that you know exactly where to go where to be where to expect it's a lot of room i mean tons you know, of got, room yes we have two or three thousand kids that could be you know that go to that school that may come want to watch this so i mean you know tons of room and also you know i don't know people know this but you know Corey Alsterton has to attend everyone as yeah. a superintendent he wears a different tie to match the That's color neat. of that school when he shows up so it's pretty cool I think a little curveball Derek if we put down the hockey rink and the graduates got to be on the <laughs> hockey rink and then some guys could actually kind of skate around and, and, and check them into the boards that would be an absolutely great idea what a totally different graduation that would be if you kept the ice rink in the middle and the kids had to get up on stage. Man, that would, dude. We we would literally be just we, have to navigate. Uh, let's see. He's uh, gonna make. He's gonna make. Oh, you, you would be known all across the country <laughs> as the school that does that. That'd be uh, pretty pretty neat. Congratulations to all the seniors. We really really want to say uh, thank you for the memories, I guess, and but definitely uh, congratulations to uh, the next chapter of your lives. And we will continue to say that over the next month for sure as we talk about our own kids graduating from local high schools. So so again, congratulations to all the young people. And Derek, part of senior year, uh, you're gonna have senior pick. And part of a good quality senior pick, nice, white, shiny smile. Tell us all about the official dentist of the UTW podcast. Well, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, stump grinding, gate repair, fence repair, spring cleanups, give Richard a call to come take a look at your project. No project too large, no project too small. If he can't help you do it himself, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. Again, that's 292-8855. Or find more information on Facebook about Richard and his company at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to work with the UTW Podcast. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. 
the middle of our Friday show, always puts us into the DeSoto County shout-outs, which are for nonprofits trying to grow their event, trying to give a little bit more uh, sh- uh, light, shine on their event. It's going to sound a little bit like last week, Derek, but that's all good. Tell us about the first DeSoto County shout-out for this week. This first shout-out is the first Friday Back Porch Party. They are back. Uh, it is May. These will go all the way to October. Again, the first Friday back porch party held at the DeSoto Arts Council right there, just north of the corner of Commerce Street and Highway 51 uh, in the little white building there on the west side of the road. Please come out if you've never been to the Arts Council. These Friday night parties are wonderful. They're 7 to 9 p.m. Again, 7 to 9 p.m. They'd have live music every First Friday of the month. Uh, this month it will be Mississippi Greystone. Mississippi Greystone will be playing these. They do Beetle and Stone covers. So please come out and support them to listen. There'll be drinks on hand, light snacks. Uh, if you are a member, you would get a couple drink tickets to go. If you're not a member, uh, you can uh, purchase a ticket for five dollars, or you can become a member uh, of the Arts Council for fifty dollars annual dues. Again, one fifty dollar check can have you be a member and you're getting at least a couple tickets for every back porch party plus other discounts uh, on items in the gift shop uh, and other events that we that are throughout the year so again please come out tonight 7 to 9 p.m uh, the first friday back porch party at the desoto arts council our next event is not necessarily an event it's more of a, a psa to all the guys out there mother's day is sunday do not forget that if, if the uh, podcast is what reminds you of that we're doing our job Mother's Day is this coming weekend, Sunday. Be sure and contact your mom. Be sure and uh, if you have a spouse and she works hard for uh, the family, uh, please be sure and say thank you, uh, Derek. I guess we can go ahead and say thank you to our wives. They definitely are probably uh, underappreciated, if we can say that. Uh, We definitely appreciate them allowing you and I to get together a couple times a week, and then we have to do some editing and those different things. Uh, You have to watch an Alderman meeting, which kind of can cut into time sometimes. So we definitely appreciate them, uh, both Heather and Lisa, for letting us us uh, do what we enjoy here uh, with the podcast for sure but don't forget this Sunday uh, and we'll remind you of that at the end of the show obviously with uh, so many people Mother's Day is a really well attended church day as well it is and and we want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there Um, and again guys if you're hearing this and you literally said I forgot. Pull over yeah. right now. Go, uh, go ahead and make a phone call to a forest. Uh, maybe right now go immediately to a store to pick something up if you know what you want. And, yes, if, if your mother is still around, if your mother is still in your life, please, please, please call her. If you don't send her something, if that's not something you do in your family, that's okay. Call her. Just if, Even if it's been months. Please call her. Uh, mothers are, are wonderful. Uh, and so, um, anyway, we just want to wish Happy Mother's Day to everybody. We kind of go in chronological order. Later on this month, the A-Fair put on by the Hernando Optimus Club. The third Saturday of every May here in the city of Hernando, the Hernando Optimus Club puts on the A-Fair, the largest day in Hernando. Don't forget that coming up. Hundreds of vendors, wonderful time on the square, hopefully Chamber of Commerce weather. The A-Fair coming up the third Saturday of May. Don't forget it. Look forward to that every year. Well, Derek, I will go ahead and start talking about uh, the one coming up in June. So we're kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but just going to go ahead and remind everybody, Sunset on the Square comes back. Don't forget, we lost it two years ago. So please, don't take it for granted. Sunset on the Square coming up June 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. We have five 
Thursday night oh. in the month of June. Look so going to be, yeah, so going to be a really, years. Okay. one of those years. Well, it's one of those years where the Chamber of Commerce looks up and they're like, oh my God, we got to pay for five bands. <laughs> we got to find somebody <laughs> We got to pay for five bands. Like I said, June 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th, a wonderful event on the square in Hernando. Come out with your lawn chairs, bring out a cooler. Music starts at seven, runs till nine o'clock. Just a wonderful time here on the Hernando Square. So shout out to the Chamber of Commerce for what they do every June and the hard work that goes into the Sunset on the Square. We'll talk tons more about it over the next six, eight, well, weeks uh, as we get through June, Sunset on the Square, back in the city of Fernando. And speaking of being back, the Hernando Farmer's Market is back for their 2022 season. The Hernando Farmer's Market is a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh, local experience. Some of the vendors that will be on the square this coming Saturday, Davis Meat Company, Black Sheep Hot Sauce, Miss Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes and Yeast Breads, Coffee Central, and many, many more. Over 40 vendors on average are located at the historic Hernando Square each and every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here in Hernando. Get out, enjoy our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market, one of the best farmer's markets in the Mid-South, if not the best in the state of Mississippi. Hernando Farmer's Market, thank you for supporting the UTW Podcast. Sunday, May 22nd, North Point Christian School will have its next preview of the point for lower school grades, senior kindergarten through sixth grade. The event will be at 2 p.m. and will give prospective families an opportunity to tour the school and meet with administration to see if North Point Christian School is the right fit for your family. Grades are quickly filling up with upper school and preschool grades having wait list, so they encourage you to register for this event quickly by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. North Point Christian School is excited that so many families are looking to Christian education. They have had an influx of new students over the last two years and continue to see excitement for 2022-2023. Don't delay. Call and register today. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Highland Insurance wants you on their team. Having the right people in place to get the job done is key to success. Holland Insurance has committed and skilled agents who make all of the strategies and initiatives come together as a whole. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Vice President Bruce Robinson and President Jerry Holland are ready to take your call. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Holland Insurance represents some of the largest insurance companies in the world. Nationwide, State Auto, Progressive, Travelers, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Seems like you name it, they represent the companies in DeSoto County. Give them a call again, 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528, located in South Haven, but ready to serve any of our listeners right here under the water tower. Thank you, Holland Insurance, for continuing to work with the UTW Podcast. Well, Derek, it's playoff time. We've got soccer playoffs, softball playoffs, baseball playoffs coming up in just one second. But before we get there, the county and district softball, all district teams were announced. And some of the kids that the, the listeners may recognize are being recognized. Okay, now you may hear some of these names a couple times uh, because, again, we'll do the county first and then the all district teams. So, again, starting with the county, these are the DeSoto County all softball team. First team pitcher, Julia Shaw, Hernando. Second team pitcher, Emma Abrams, Lewisburg. Second team catcher, Jalen Taylor, Lewisburg. 
honorable mention catcher, Allie Callahan. Really? Hernando. Who's a better catcher? But the county says Jalen Carter from Lewisburg is. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about overall? Courtney Marler from Olive Branch was the first team. She better be a stud. Allie Carly, Callahan is really good. Courtney Marler. There's it. no better catcher in all of Mississippi than Allie Callahan when it comes to softball. First team, first base, Jana Shaw, Hernando. Honorable mention, Haley Lott, Lewisburg. Second base, first team, Leona Claire Stokes, Lewisburg. Shortstop, second team, Aubrey Williams, Lewisburg. Third base, first team, Avery Wolf, Hernando. Second team, Leah Walker, Lewisburg. Outfield, first team, Raleigh Eister of Hernando and Avery Williams of Lewisburg. Second team, Avery Taylor of Hernando and Madeline Savage of Lewisburg. And that is all your county, again, county picks for all county softball teams. Noticing a little pattern. It's like the best two teams maybe were Lewisburg. And, and again, every other spot besides the Olive Branch one I mentioned right. was basically filled by DeSoto players, yeah. which, again, we'll cover in just a moment, are still in the playoffs. Um, but they are not – that we're not, we're not covering them, so we, don't, we didn't mention those. Now we're moving to all district. This is the all – there are two different districts. Lewisburg and Hernando are in the two different districts. So first, the softball region 2-6A all district team. Pitcher, second team, Emma Abrams. Catcher, second team, Jalen Taylor. First base, second team, Haley Lott, Lewisburg. Second base, first team, Leona Stokes, Lewisburg. Third base, first team, Leah Walker, Lewisburg. Shortstop, first team, Aubrey Williams, Lewisburg. Outfield, first team, Alyssa Harville of Lewisburg and Avery Williams of Lewisburg. I don't know if you know this, Matt. There are three outfielders, so they had to pick three. So they got two of the three spots. And then finally, outfield, second team, Madeline Savage of Lewisburg. So all three outfielders for Lewisburg made either first or second team all district. So congratulations to them. Now we're moving on to District 3, 6A all district team. This will be obviously Hernando's district. First team MVP, Julia Shaw, Hernando High School. Raleigh Eister, Hernando High School. Outfield, Allie Callahan, catcher, Hernando High School. Jana Shaw, first baseman, Hernando High School. Second team, Avery Wolf, third base, Hernando High School. So, again, congratulations to all of those girls who are named, I guess, all of those names you already heard on the county team. They were each named to the all-district teams for Region 2 and Region 3, 6A, respectively, depending on which they are. Again, congratulations to all of those ladies on a wonderful, wonderful year. And, of course, we'll talk more about Hernando coming up. Yeah, you and I have gotten to know more softball uh, in the last two years than probably we ever knew before. But uh, really quality softball teams in DeSoto County. And two of those best in North Mississippi are Lewisburg and Hernando, who battled it out in a – uh, again, second year in a row, phenomenal series. Um, Lewisburg, unfortunately, did not move on, uh, but Hernando is going to keep carrying the DeSoto County flag uh, as they play Germantown, as we're going to talk about here shortly. Well, Derek, tell us about the North Point Trojan soccer team that did have a playoff, kind of a play-in game, and uh, it was over pretty quick. What yeah. you got? North Point's first-round playoff match, it is a playoff game, Against TRA, Tipton Rosemark Academy, could not have gone better for the Trojans on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon as the Trojans got five goals in the first half and four goals 20 minutes into the second half to win the match in a 9-0 mercy rule with 20 minutes left to go in the match. Eli Bailey had a hat trick, Cooper McCoy had two goals, and Brody Erber, Adam Knighton, Alex Musgrave, and Manning Cox each had a goal. With the win, the Trojans advanced to the second round to play the number one seed from the other side of the West region, that's USJ, the University School of Jackson, and will play in Jackson tonight, Thursday night, or Friday night if it rains out. 
The winner of the game will advance to the sub-state tournament that would take place next week. Again, good luck to the Trojan soccer team as they try to advance to the sub-state tournament. Next, Trojan softball. The Trojan softball team began the regional tournament on Wednesday night, and it did not go as well as with the soccer team. The Lady Trojans lost 10-2 to Sacred Heart and will play again tonight in the loser's bracket. It is not the start that the team wanted, but it will be up to them to try and play their way out. Good luck the rest of the way. Trojan baseball. The Trojan baseball team will start their regional tournament tonight, weather permitting, at 7.15 p.m., against Jackson Christian, who beat St. George's last night in the first round of the tournament 9-2. Of course, the Trojans, being the one seed, had the bye. Good luck, Trojans, on what we hope is a long playoff run. Now turning to the public school playoffs. First, Hernandez softball. After an emotional and tight three-game series win over the Lewisburg Patriots, the Hernando softball team will now take on an opponent that they are already familiar with since most of them watched two games against the school's baseball team last week. Of course, Germantown and Hernando have already met a couple times this season with Hernando taking both of those games. Germantown High will travel to Hernando Friday night for game one in the third round of the playoffs with game two in Madison Saturday night. The Germantown fans travel well, Matt. We saw that uh, when they came up here for a couple games. And it should be a great matchup. So please show up tonight, Friday night, and show out at 6 p.m. to cheer on the Lady Tigers. And finally, Hernando Baseball. Coming off their exciting three-game series win, the Tigers will travel to Oxford Friday night for game one, with Oxford being the top one seed in the north half. The two teams did not face off in the regular season, and this will be a tough matchup for the Tigers with Oxford having a perennial very good team. I hope many of the listeners will be making the one-hour trip Friday, and everyone listening should come out on Saturday night on what will be a beautiful night to show your full support on the great run this team is making. So we will say good luck to both Tiger baseball and softball teams. Softball, Friday night, come out, enjoy the game. Beautiful weather. Saturday, come out, enjoy the game for the boys here locally if you don't want to travel down and watch the girls' game. Good softball, good baseball being played in the city of Fernando. Get out. Let's support these kids. Good luck to North Point Soccer, North Point Softball, Baseball. Man, it's that time of year. It is playoff time in the high school ranks, and we wish them nothing but the best. If you enjoy our show or if you hear maybe your uh, niece or nephew or son or daughter, be sure and share it with them that we mentioned them on the show. Share it with them. Tell them, hey, listen to this show, what these guys are talking about. That's going to help us continue to grow as we continue to shine a light on the young people all around DeSoto County. If you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram, UTW Podcast, podcast and on twitter at utw pod wherever you hear our show spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, give us a five-star review give us a thumbs up so we can continue to move up when it comes to local podcasts if you enjoy our show you'll definitely enjoy ob pod they cover the eastern side of desoto county also deep dive into lewisburg athletics olive branch athletics and center hill ob pod look them up today I'll say it again, this Sunday is Mother's Day. The vast majority of women I know who are moms like to attend church on Sunday. I want to encourage you to do that. Take your mom to church this Sunday. Uh, most churches do a recognition. I know we definitely will in our table service here at Hernando Methodist Church. But uh, go to church this weekend. Take your mom to church. If you're interested in visiting a local church, find that church's Facebook page. You can find the website, Facebook page. They will give you the worship times there. We always will finish our Friday show encouraging men to definitely take your family to church on Sundays. Derek? Again, good luck to all the teams this weekend as they continue to fight for their lives there in the playoffs here in DeSoto County. And Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower.
just killed a man Put a gun against 